Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. You know, as a kid growing up, I was kind of obsessed with Liza Minnelli. Obsessed. My grandmother had a VHS tape of a pay-per-view, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., and Liza Minnelli at the Fox Theater in Detroit. When I was in Detroit and I got to see the Fox Theater, you would have thought it was like seeing Paul McCartney. I was. It was such a vision and a part of my childhood. And I had heard for many years from the Patti LaBelle Live album, from Reba McIntyre, and from Liza, about Billy Stritch, and then from Liza about Jim Caruso. So getting to see them and getting to know them and getting to see them work and be a part of what they do in New York City and across the country was such a joy. So I invited Billy and Jim to come on and pop on and talk about music, Birdland, recording in these days, and the cast party, which is legendary on Monday nights at the legendary Birdland. So here are the legendary Billy Stritch and Jim Caruso. You know, there are New York staples. There are things that are just a part of the landscape of New York City. Birdland is one of them. Our next two guests are definitely one of them. I was growing up hearing about Jim and Billy with Liza, obsessed with the Liza Live albums, hearing them play. And they're here. They're here with us right now. And you have asked. Christine Clifton has asked every single week since I've started this show this one, Christine, this is for you. Jim Caruso and Billy Stritch are here. Hello. Here. Listen, you? listen, you can hear the virtual applause. Can hear Look, we're New York staples. See? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, never mind. Did okay. you have that there just in case? It was right in front of me, so I couldn't resist it. Don't I like lie. how you said you grew up watching us, so that makes me feel real young. That's good. I know. Did you hear me say, oh, dear God? No, you weren't on yet, but I could well, hear. Well, I was it. in my in my 30s when I meant that. When I was when I went, oh. yes. Okay. I'm excited to talk to you because I see you guys out and about, and I I love your work, and I have I love the cast party, and I love Berlin, and I love the lineup, which is on Tuesdays, and everything that you plan, and Jim, and everything that you're there. But I don't get to a chance to know what's the what goes on in here and what's the story. So I'm so excited. <laughs> Sorry. What goes on in here? Yeah, exactly. I'm laughing. What does go on in here? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't believe like that. A desolate. It's a desert of sadness. It's a wasteland. While you're here on a, a StreamYard virtual, you both did this pandemic thing. I think you were one of the first people to jump on it. I know that Seth and James, et cetera, and a million people did it. But I remember the virtual cast party and I remember Billy's place. Yeah. Jim, what was it like to walk back into Birdland or back on a stage, Billy, and leave the apartment and, and be now back in person every single Monday night at Birdland, everybody? 
I will say I enjoyed the hell out of producing Pajama Cast Party. Uh, I mean, not that I want a pandemic again or for illness or for that kind of agony, but I really uh, enjoyed the process of putting a virtual show together every week. It certainly gave me a reason to live um, <laughs> and to do what I've always done, which is booking and promoting and working with my graphic artist every week and all that stuff. It was all of a sudden, was it three weeks into the pandemic? I had a, a job again and it was a fantastic way to uh, spend whatever it was, 85 weeks or however many we did. We did one every week, thanks to Ruby Lochner and, um, you know, and the guests, Billy. Um, same thing. I mean, I, I actually, about five, four days after the lockdown, uh, my neighbor at the time, Linda Lavin, who lived just three flights above, uh, decided that we should do something online, which was like a face. So we ended up doing like a Facebook thing um, every Wednesday afternoon. And then about two months into that, I thought I should do my own show. So I started doing Thursday nights and I could have done it without my partner, Doug Major, co-producing it with me. And, you know, every week it was a different hour of music, different uh, composer or a different salute to a different singer or style. Um, but what's so gratifying is that now that we're working out in public and traveling again, and it's even better than it was before, I, literally everywhere I go, I have people tell me how much they appreciated those live streams. And it's so gratifying three years later to, to, to hear that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I did feel it at the time, but to, to, to have people remember it so fondly is, is really great. The power of this is amazing to me, and I knew it in my brain, but but I had never really, um, I mean, of this meaning virtual. Yes. I don't know what that sounded or looked like. Um, to actually go through it uh, was a great learning experience, and um, to, uh, I might never get over it. I, I think it's so cool. Well, some beautiful out of this terrible time, some beautiful things did come out and about. Speaking of, you know, Billy's Place, albums, everybody, streaming, stream and buy and buy a physical copy and stream away. Billy, your album, Billy's Place, came out from the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. I went down to Nashville uh, for two days in August of 2020. And uh, it, I made the album that I've always wanted to make, which was just me and the piano. Uh, just and I didn't have to run it by anyone else. And luckily, Club 44 took that idea and rang with it. They made that come true for me. And it was mixed and mastered and out in about three weeks. And it was just <laughs> because nobody else was working. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, didn't was, you fly down there? You flew to Nashville and you yeah. were the only one on the plane? I, there were 13 people on the plane. I always <laughs> say it was like my favorite flight ever. You know, people are saying, are you, are you crazy? Aren't you scared to fly? I'm like, bring it on. I loved it because there was no one in the airport, no one on the plane. You know, it was fine. We were brave. I think show people were very brave during that period. We are. We were and are. <laughs> we are. You're the welcome. Army, the army of entertainers, you know, that's it. That's it. That's it. We well, Jim and Billy, Jim, tell me, how did this, how did this start? How did you two being synonymous with working together, you know, every Monday, everyone, you could see them at Birdland, you can come up and sing. Jim will introduce you, Billy will play for you. I mean, does it get better than that? How did this begin, this relationship? With high fashion modeling. Yeah, hand modeling for me. Uh, no. 
<laughs> well, Jim and I have been friends for almost 40 years, so I'll start there. And then we moved to New York within a month of each other back in 1990. Um, so, I mean, our careers have really gone like this together. Uh, and we've just been like besties all this time. Now, Jim, you tell them how Cast Party started. Oh, well, Cast Party started because I had quit show business. <laughs> and, and show business, oh, hi. And show business was furious. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I became out many things. I, be I tried to be a TV producer. I did some of that. And I became a publicist, uh, some of that. And while I was a publicist, one of my jobs was to promote this new little nightclub lounge. And there was nothing going on. So I was writing press releases for drink specials. And um, I decided that was dull. So I threw a party. Everybody came. This was at a place called the King Kong Room. Everybody came. Uh, Billy was there, all of our fancy friends, all of our uh, up and coming friends. Everybody sang till the wee hours. The next day, the club called and said, Would you do that every Monday? Which is Broadway's Dark Night. And I said, Okay, who's going to come? Uh, but we did. And we started to promote it. We gave it a name. And um, it started. It was not on purpose. I do not go to open mic nights. I do not find them particularly interesting. And yet ours kind of took off, certainly because of the high quality of musicianship on stage. Billy, Daniel Glass on drums, Steve Doyle on bass, the quality of Birdland, the sound, the lights, the food, the staff. It, it, it was, I had no idea anybody needed or wanted an open mic night but uh i don't think they knew they did you know that's no the thing. nobody it knew was, they wanted it, it it was a thing it was just time for cast party <laughs> i don't know how else to put it no, uh, well. and, and we lucked we lucked into a thing i've been waiting my whole life to find the thing mm -hmm. and um this <clears throat> ended up being the thing yeah i mean i really have a lot of admiration for jim because you know he really created a thing and he works very very hard at it and it's become something that we not only do in new york but we travel all over the country and we've gone to london several times to do it we're going there again in november i mean jim really really works hard and that's where all of his skills at hosting and pr and people skills and getting just writing press releases and all that stuff really comes together and uh you know he's created something really special that uh people love you know and i'm thrilled to be part of it it's just been a great run and it's gonna it doesn't seem to ever going to end so yeah. that's okay that's <laughs> <laughs> we're a hundred years old yeah. and we're still doing we just, uh, we just 20 years so yeah 20 years at birdland Billy, do you ever get someone's sheet music or does someone show up after 20 years and you're still surprised and shocked? Like, what are you doing here? You're singing that song? Or do you yeah, still have moments where you think? <laughs> well, pretty often. I mean, you know, uh, um, I mean, I get everything. Some people come fully prepared. They know they may not have the sheet music, but it's a standard. They know their key. Uh, that's great. Or if they bring the music and it's taped nicely, that's great. Uh, but 
quite often that doesn't happen. People don't know their key or they, my favorite, one of my favorite things is they brought the music. It was all taped together. We're doing, and I'm reading, you know, it wasn't a song I was terribly familiar with and we're going along, we're going along and we get to the, and I'm at the last page and I realized, oh, that's not the end of it. Well, they had left the last page off. So it was like, you know, then you just kind of have to guess how it's going to end. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, there have been moments like that. What about when they were taped upside down? Yes, that's happened. Taped upside down, taped out of order, taped from page 10 all the way to page 1, all the way backwards. Uh, people have brought their phones. I won't play music off a phone because Grandpa's blind, so that's it. Uh, you know, and I don't really even like an iPad, but I will do that. But, uh, you know, just everything. I will say that uh, I was never a particularly good sight reader. Uh, but after 20 years of Mondays doing it, I've become a really good sight reader. So I can pretty much handle anything that's thrown in my direction. Uh, Jim, how do you've had some of the most iconic, legendary voices in the world who have graced the stage of Cast Party. What is it like when somebody shows up or reaches out that they want to be there? And can you tell us a little bit of some of the highlights, some of the, your favorite moments? Oh, man. Well, a lot of the favorite moments are star-studded. And then some of them are not, are, are just up and comers and kids that come in that are so adorable and ridiculously talented. Um, you know, the stars certainly got us mentioned in the papers and in page six and in, you know, the, the rags and stuff, which has been, uh, which was key in the beginning when Liza would come every week, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, every week we'd get press and pictures and the paper and stuff. Uh, so she was like the godmother of, <laughs> of Cast Party. But, you know, Natalie Cole, Betty Comden, yeah. um, uh, 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 Dame Edna, Michael Feinstein, um, God, Billy, who else? Uh, uh, Tony Bennett and Shirley Bassey came. She didn't sing, but she did come. I mean, Marilyn Mays come really often. Uh, you know, all the cabaret people you can think of, you know, that are working now, Natalie Douglas, Karen Mason, Anne Hampton Calloway, uh, Gabrielle Stravelli. Great, I mean, those great are all Broadway people. people. Uh, and what's you nice know, is that we've been Buckley. doing it so long that we, we generally know that we're going to have a handful of really good people every Monday, you know, in addition to also other people, like Jim says. But, uh, you know, the, the quality is pretty up there. So, uh, you know, luckily we have some great regular people who show up pretty often so uh that's helped us for sure but to get those kids like oh, this yeah. little 13 year old girl would come in every week in in very expensive dresses and louboutin shoes and just swell looking put together kid and she would sing aretha franklin songs well she became ariana grande right. um a she little uh, was that, yeah. she was ariana grande then right. but nobody nobody knew um Ian, uh, what's his face from? Um, oh my God! Oh, uh, from Young Sheldon. That that little Young kid. Sheldon. Yeah. Ian yeah. Uh, uh, used to come in at, as for, as a four year. Well, he was a four year old. He wasn't yeah. as a four year old. As a four year old, portraying a four year old. He came dressed as a four year old and would sing stars from Les Mis. Yeah. Yeah. What? Pretty um, Yeah. And then just kids right off the bus who have read about Cast Party who come in and say, I just got into town. I just moved here. And you know, that takes me right back to when I would come to town and 
go to don't tell mama and wish that I could, you know, do that. And, you know, it's very, um, I get very nostalgic when those people come in because I know exactly what that feels like. And to be part of somebody's history in, as a New Yorker, that's a very cool thing. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm also keenly aware when someone is making their first appearance in New York or on a stage that we're giving them a wonderful memory and a wonderful uh, start. And uh, so it's all about them. You know, I, if the, if the key is not quite right, I very often will stop early on and say, let's get this in the right key, you know, because I want them to be, be really comfortable and, and my band goes right along with it. So Steve and Daniel, uh, we're a great unit and you know, that's it. I, I, it's all for them. It's not about me. It's not about Jim. It's about those performers. You know, we're giving them something, and it's yeah. gratifying. It really is. And if you're in New York, or if you're when they're on the road, you got to follow them on on social media, and you'll see they have a, a lot of dates. You can go to the websites, and it's at Jim Caruso one on Instagram or at Billy Stritch on 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 Instagram as well. And you could go to their websites as well. And if you want to come to Birdland and get tickets, go to BirdlandJazz.com. While we're talking about it right now, here and now. But I wanted to say to you, when I think of you both, I, I think of you're synonymous with Miss Minnelli herself, with Liza. When when that when that started, you know, coming from where you both come from, moving to New York, like starting this journey, and then to have the opportunity to not only tour with Miss Minnelli but also do Broadway with her and become very close to her musically and personally for many years. How do you how do you even look back and fa- I can't even fathom as a kid who grew up watching, you know, the ultimate event with Frank and Sammy and Liza on VHS pay-per-view over and over again to see her, to work on work with her the way you both did. Listen, I was a kid who was, uh, I, I remember very well having the record album, the year the cabaret came out and the year oh. was the, oh, I love that. Uh, the year <laughs> cabaret and Liza with a Z, you know, that was 72. So I was a fan and then imagine Imagine me playing in a nightclub and I'm 29 years old, a little club on 44th Street, and the owner says she's sitting over there. And, you know, so she came over. I played a song that got her attention and she came over. And that was the beginning. That night, March 7th, 1991, never forget it, uh, was the night that it all started. And then, you know, Liza you know, wanted to meet all of my friends. She didn't really know this cabaret nightclub world. So that's how she met Jim and Anne Happy Calloway and so many other people. And she became just like one of the group. And, you know, it's just this solid friendship that we've all had with her since 91. So it's, it's, she's been an incredible force for us. For one sure. of the group with a much better appointment. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but she didn't act like she was like fancy or anything. I mean, she was just thrilled to show us off. You know, it was great. And I think she was thrilled to bring us <coughs> to her life, which was a fancy life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think she kind of loved seeing our faces, kind of like you know our jaws drop when we would meet yeah. Sondheim and Candor and Ebb and. You know the uh, Asnavor and the pe- the people that she hung out with on a daily basis. Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor. You know, yeah. she must have been. I mean, because that's thrilling yeah. to be able to to give that as a gift to your friends. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I couldn't even put into words. I'm that is insane. <laughs> I, I, I can barely put it into words myself, Robert. You know that's it. Yeah, Billy, I have to say, and that yet we do. Of course, it's your life. This is your real life. This is a real life. This is real life. Billy, I got the chance to see you uh, with play from Melissa Manchester uh, not too long ago. Yeah. You, Billy plays for everyone. If you're out here, it could be Melissa Manchester today. It could be a housewife tomorrow. It could be Marilyn May. It could be Tony Bennett. It could be across the board, many styles yeah. of music. How do you write? You all know the, the Reba, Linda song, you know, the, if you've been heartbroken and cheated on, you've played Billy's song on repeat. You know, he doesn't love. Does he love you? Does yeah. he love you like he right. loves me? I get, yeah. I get so nervous when I talk about this because. It's okay. He doesn't love you. I'm obsessed with Reba a little bit, Billy. Well, so, yeah. I, I guess as I, you should be. Yeah. I said it at Cat's party. I got on stage and I said, Billy Stritch is real. And he wrote the song. I mean, that is like, it is a moment, everyone. I mean, Billy. that was a fabulous moment, and it, that song took on a life of its own, and I'm forever grateful for that, for sure. It was just recorded again by yeah. Reba and some upstart. And What's her name? Dolly Parton. Some young mm. So, yeah, I had, I had two, two times it was a hit, so that was good. I love the fact that I, uh, you know, accompanying is, is so gratifying to me because I love collaborating. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to do my own show by myself, but it's so much more fun for me to spark ideas off of somebody else in rehearsal and on stage and to have, uh, a, you know, and luckily it's with people who really are simpatico with me, like Christine Ebersole. No one laughs as much with, I mean, we laugh all the time and we have the same kind of taste. Anne Hampton Calloway is the same way. Linda Lavin, one of our Gemini's best friends in the world. You know, it, it's just thrilling to to be a sought after accompanist. I'm very lucky to, to do that. I'm lucky people, you know, seek me out for that. And uh, but don't so you think, don't you think you love that, and I love that because of our both of our desperate need to be part of the 1960, 1970 variety shows yeah. that we grew up watching, the Carol Burnett show, the Donnie and Marie show, the yes. Sonny and Cher show. You just, you want to laugh with people on stage. You want That's them to right. sing a little, be funny a little. Uh, it's it's yeah. everything I want. And I think it's the first thing Billy and I ever spoke about when we met yeah. in Dallas in 1942. <laughs> well, that's um, right. Was, was our obsession. Or, yeah. yeah, the, the uh, <laughs> WW2. Uh, we started talking about the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I personally never cared about being the best singer or a soloist or anything. I wanted to have have a, a fun time and entertain people with with my that's friends. it for me it's like you know there's a difference between being a, a musician and a and, the, and a great musician and then be or being an entertainer and being into showbiz and that's what i like when my grandmother took me to see ginger rogers doing Maine, debbie reynolds doing her act when i was 9 10 11 years old i was like that's what i want to do you know, and I played the piano already, so I knew I was going to do that. But I wanted to be up there entertaining people. So and that's what I also love to see. I mean, I love jazz musicians, but, you know, a little of that goes a long way for me. I want to be really entertained, you know, and, and so I love to work with these people. 
that do well, that. some do ride that fine line. They do. They of, of, do. I mean, gosh, Benny Benack, uh, Harry Connick, um, oh, sure. John Pizzarelli are great musicians and entertaining. Oh, yeah. Not, they're just, not just so into their music that like the audience is left out. I want to be brought into the fun. For yes. sure. And if yep. you want to be brought into the fun at home, you guys have a brand new. Well, it's not brand new, but it's but it is. If it's new to you, you need to stream it right now. Sunday set is a beautiful recorded live right there at Birdland Theater, which is so gorgeous. So there's a physical copy right there. <coughs> what is you can have this one. You could yeah. you could have that copy. Just come on over, Jim. What what was the idea? What is this album about? <laughs> um, we did a wildly successful run at the new Birdland Theater when it opened. <laughs> um, and we recorded it because it was, it was, because why not? Why not? And um, like a year later, there was this pandemic. Yeah. I don't know if y'all heard about it. It was horrible. And um, we had not, I had nothing to do. So I started listening to recordings and looking at old pictures <laughs> and, you know, doing, just cleaning up everything. And I heard the recording of this and I was like, this is actually kind of good. And I called Billy, I said, listen to this. And he said, oh, that's kind of good. good. Yeah. So we sent it to our uh, dear producer at Club 44 record label. Mm -hmm. they're they're the most supportive the most kind and they listened to it and they said well this is pretty good let's do let's do a live album from birdland right. so they did this was during the pandemic we released it uh and just all hell broke loose no yes. i'm kidding yes. uh, so dozens of copies <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's so fantastic to have a look. There's Steve Doyle in the back too. We have yes, to mention him on, on bass. Um, it's been, you know, to have a product to be a recording artist in um, in these weird times is so cool to me, and yes. to have a, a label that's that's supportive is unheard of. Also, speaking of recording, Christmas is just around the corner, and you know we have. I'm sure you know. Oh, there you go, Jim. We <laughs> there you go. See, this was the first album we did for Club 44. We did it in, in 2019. And, you know, Clea and Jim and I, Clea Blackhurst and Jim and I have been doing this show since 2011, I think, uh, every year. Um, and so we did this album in 2019. I guess it was the 10th anniversary it came out. Um, and it's so much fun. I mean, it's all the songs we love and that we do with Daniel and Steve. Um, and at one point we were recording and Jim said, you know, I wonder, wouldn't it be fun if we could get Dave Cause and maybe Donnie Osmond to be on the album? I'm like, well, let, let's call him. Let's see. And wouldn't you know, he emailed both of them and within two days, they both said, I'm in. So we have these great guest stars and it's, it's just, I, I love that. I'm still in love with this album four years later, which I never am. So that it's, it's, it's the variety show we always wanted. To. It, is. it sounds it is. like a seventies variety show. It looks like a seventies variety show. It is yep. pure happiness. And I think it's also a project due to our musicians, our record label, the artists, all the, that is like one of the most pleasant, uh, 
situations, professional situations I've ever had in my life. We're still waiting for the other shoe to drop. No. Everybody did their job. Everybody yeah. was lovely and kind and and maybe it's the Christmas of it all, but it was it was just a great experience. It's good. We'll we'll be doing this show again this year for the 14th year, uh December 21st through 25th like we always do. At Bird they Lens. can't say we don't keep at mm -hmm. stuff. That's it. <laughs> yes. That, yeah, it's that's yes. right. A Christmas tradition, go to birdlandjazz.com and get your tickets. You could stream the album so you're familiar, but you're going to be familiar with these songs and these them on stage. Add her to the mix and her voice. It Nothing is more jolly and joyful and fun for the holidays than that. That's for sure. Correct. You are both such a pleasure and a joy. Our homework, everyone, is <laughs> we're going to follow Billy. We're going to follow Jim. We are going to go to birdlandjazz.com. We're going to pick a Monday. We're going to go. We're going to have the salmon salad. We're going to sign up to sing, and we're going to have a moment up on stage. And then you're going to come back for Christmas, and you're going to see them do their Christmas show this December. Save cool. the dates right now. Save That's the cool. dates right now. People visit in the holidays. If you're wherever you are, nothing is like Christmas in New York City. So Listen, oh, we, we have people who come every year. And what's fun about the show is that we do it all the way up through Christmas night. And Christmas night is the best because by that point, if you celebrate Christmas at all, it's over by Christmas night. And people yet, they want to do one more thing to kind of hang on to the season. So it's it's just, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's also great if you're with your family and you have absolutely nothing else to say to them. You can come to our <laughs> show. Right. You can right. sit there and just be like, That's right. it's great, it's isn't it? It's at five thirty, so you can come. You're out of there by seven. You can go on to the yeah. theater. You can go on. You can go on with your night. So, uh, have we sold it hard enough for you? I, I mean, I'm sold. It's I'm our sold. favorite thing to do. It is. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. sold. I'm also sold on how much I appreciate you both. I literally know. Uh, I'm, it is not lost on me the amount of amazing work that you do. How much you give a lending help and hand to so many artists out there that are trying to make it in New York City. I mean, you can't find a singer in New York City or a musician who has not been helped by by Jim and Billy. And you no. guys, uh, thank you for all that you do for all of us, truly. That's thank nice. You. We, thank we you. Had a lot of help. We had a lot of help coming up, so it's great, great to pass that along, for sure. I'm going to have to see you on a Monday night, then. That's it. Good. All right, great. Please come, waiting. And sing. come sing with us, Robert. Okay, deal. That's a deal. Right. It's a date. Great. There you have it. I hope to see you there on a Monday night. If you're looking for more entertainment every single day, week, month, minute, I don't know how often we put this show out. We've been putting out a lot of them. And I'm so grateful you're here to watch them. Watch and listen to us on the Broadway Podcast Network or on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Download the podcast. Be it everywhere. You can be running on the treadmill, driving in your car, sitting in your bed, watching me. It's the roundtable where artists talk about art. I'm Robert Bannon. If you want more information about me, go to robertbannon.com and follow me on Instagram at Robert M B A N N O N. Till next time, everybody. The best is yet to come. See you again real soon. Bye, everyone.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.